Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk After Dark, where we talk Star Wars queerly. I'm your host, Brian. With me, as always, are my co-hosts and your better host, Emma. <laughs> Hi. And Mark. Hello. Hello there. Hello. How are we doing? I am sending gigantic virtual hugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all need them, I think. <laughs> yes, it's been an exhausting week, to say the least. And I'm not even just thinking about myself. I think just collectively, <laughs> it's the way it is right now. This what is the largest glass of wine I have ever poured for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good for you. I uh, I have been saying all day, probably to too many people and far more to myself, that um, not only was there new Star Wars out today, but there is also a new Kylie album. Yeah. And neither of those things could get me out of my funk. And it's oh. Disco Kylie. Like, this is perfect Kylie. It's Disco Kylie. <laughs> I've listened to the album three times. And yeah. I, you know, I did I did get a couple of wiggles in there. But anyways, I'm here with the two of you now. And I feel better because I love you. And this is going to be oh. great. <laughs> I have only watched this episode once. I okay. usually watch it twice. And I loved it. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. But anyways, we're going to get through this together. If we talk about much <laughs> about Star Wars, because it seems like it's going to be very easily distracted. to talk about other things. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. So how are the two of you? It's been a week, man. It's been yeah. a week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Emma's going to come in with a hot take tonight that we uh, talked about for a little bit earlier this afternoon, <laughs> and hopefully it doesn't dominate the entire hour and a half. But if it does, <laughs> if it does, we love Star Wars, and yeah. this is the Star Wars. While you're here, make sure you hit like and subscribe. I'm cutting Mark off completely, but I will forget to <laughs> say hit like and subscribe if I don't. And uh, follow us at uh, Serving Pink Milk. And all of these wonderful, beautiful uh, solo things. Look at this! I am so off. Anyways, how was your how was your week, Mark? <laughs> I, don't worry. I have a feeling I'm going to be the same. I'll be sitting there mid sentence and like wander off and like, what were we talking about? <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. Seriously, I'm just. I haven't slept much and it's just, I, I, I feel like I'm waiting. Like, you know, like when we were like single and we were waiting on that one text from that one person who just was ghosting us. And that's all that, like everything revolved around because, you know, we didn't know any better. That's what this week feels like waiting on news mm -hmm. and, you know, waiting on that text to like make things official and put us back on track. And it's not happening. Yes. So we got to make do, but like you said, we're here together and I am going to do my best to enjoy myself. So yeah. that. <laughs> I do appreciate that you made me look young enough to think I was waiting in the wings during the era of text, that there was not an answering machine waiting <laughs> where I was really hoping I'd get home with that blinking red light and be really bummed if it wasn't there. <laughs> or, or your or your beeper or whatever it is you were using at the time. <laughs> Oh, I remember. Oh, sleeping kitten. Hello there. Yes. All the Kylie. All the like Kylie. All the time. Soothe the, the pain. Yes. Soothe the pain. <laughs> you gotta love it. 
um, I remember 18. I was at one of my, one of the first times I ever went to a nightclub. Omar was his name. Uh, it usually yes. is. <laughs> uh-huh. It was like the first person who I think thought I was cute and I Aww. would dance like crazy. And I had these white Doc Martens that I couldn't wait for those, that black light to come on so I could kick my little feet around and watch my little. Th- Anyways, I came home, I gave my number. I had never really given a number to a boy before, so I was very excited. Okay. And I went home to a full tape. I was like, oh, my God, I am an 18-year-old baby, and I realize that this is probably uh, <laughs> too many phone calls. <laughs> Reminds you of that, um, that one scene in Swingers. <laughs> so I don't oh, know. Man. Wait. Was that John Favreau that did that show, that oh, movie, he right? Was in that movie, okay. yeah. And it was him who left the messages. <laughs> On topic, it was cringe. <laughs> Poor yeah. guy. Poor yeah. guy. <laughs> I feel like, thank God, I'm married and have three children, so there's like no escape. Because I think I would be that person. I'd be like the, hey, how's it going? What's going on? Aww. Really great to meet you. I had a really good time. Thank you. You seem really nice. Hey, did you get my message yet? <laughs> Did I just see three dots going for a second and they stopped? I'm still there. Oh my god! Oh yeah. <laughs> I think that would probably. I've seen me in conversations on 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 the Twitter and the DMs when there's like group threads. I'm like, oh my god, I've just dominated this entire conversation. I need to like, oh, I need to pull that Homer Simpson gif and just pull recede into the bushes. <laughs> We just let's just play it by ear. We're gonna make it happen. We're gonna get there eventually. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. (laughs) So, um, something happy that happened this week. Let's start with you, Mark. Because we need something positive. Oh, I got my other Lego advent calendar, the Harry Potter one. That came in. Nice. And I also pre-ordered my Miles Morales Spider-Man game. So, I'm looking forward to those. Very nice. Yeah. That's that's kept me happy as much as possible. (laughs) Petra, I agree. <laughs> they say, "Great shirt, Em. Right? Yeah. I'm with you, my friend. I am with you." <laughs> uh, for those on the podcast, it says, "Be, be nicer to Kelly Mary Tran, you Jags." I am yep. here for that. I posted a nice little, <laughs> a light, nice little Rose Tico post today on on the Twitters because. Nice. No matter what the results of the selection are here in the United States, our fight is not over. I'm looking at this division of a 50-50 vote, basically, <laughs> and this is <laughs> not good. So anyways, we are not going to uh, fight. Say, we're, wait, wait, oh, my God, I'm going to blow it. I'm going to blow it. We're not going to win by fighting what we hate. We're going to win by saving what we love, right? Oh, yes. I there we that. go. Yes. yes. That's what yes. we have to do. Yes. So. Something positive this week. Did you go, Mark? Sam, we're already, we're already here. I'm already yeah, Mark, forgetting. Mark went yes. first, and yes. I was relieved because it gave me time to think of something. <laughs> I know. It's just, I was like a deer in headlights. I'm all, wait a minute. What was happy that happened this week? Was there anything that was good? <laughs> okay, Emma. I'm re- well, what was it again? Because I've already done and forgot. I'm really sorry. I'm going to pull myself together here. 
<laughs> no, I haven't said anything yet. No, Mark, what did what did you oh, say? Oh, it was Mark the Lego advent calendar and the, Lego, the, the, the Spider-Man Morales. game. Yes. I'm very excited. The game looks rad. Yeah, it yeah. looks awesome. There we go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Emma, I'm buying you more time. I really haven't forgotten at all. And I'm really just trying to be a good friend here and give you some time. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so, um, well, uh, I am repping Super Yaki with my awesome duds today. They came in the mail this week, so that was one good thing. Yeah, so that's, this that's is, great. This is number one of three. I got three things. So. Okay. Um, and what else? Um, oh, actually, it's my wife's birthday next week. And her friends in her Twitter fandom community all got together and pulled some money and they sent us a very generous amount to buy her a new laptop. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So we spent this evening looking through different specs and figuring out the best model for her. And we were able to order it and just pay for it with PayPal. That is really cool. Congrats. That's very, very, very very cool. Thanks. What what day is her birthday, by the way? It's the 12th. The 12th of November is her birthday. Nice. Yes. A fellow Scorpio. I like it. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. my oldest son's birthday is November seventeenth. Oh, <laughs> so November is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of uh, birthdays. Uh, fellow friends have like birthdays and family members as well. So it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, we have um, like our end of the year and beginning of the year is like always really busy. Mm-hmm. So Jack's birthday is in November. His adoption, his his move in day was November. His adoption day is in December. Then it's Christmas. Uh, oh, Michael moved in. Okay, actually, yeah. Eli's move-in day is August. Michael's move-in day is in October. Then November. Then December. Then Eli's birthday is in January. Michael's birthday is in February. I'm like, it is very expensive first <laughs> chunk of the year. <laughs> My mom used to buy stuff throughout the year and just hide it in a closet. Yeah, see, we don't have boundaries in this house, so they would just <laughs> gonna we failed right parenting very early on and Oh, that's too funny. One day they're just gonna see things they wish they didn't see. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> this is pink milk after dark, people. <laughs> oh, so I am going to say that my good week is going to lead us straight into the news. So it's going to be a perfect segue. I love it. Uh, Just today we were getting ready for dinner and my youngest son, Michael, who is the super fan who is six going on 50 uh, was watching the Lego holiday special trailer a bunch and the cutest thing ever in the entire world came out, came out of his mouth. And there's that scene with, which you're about to see the picture here in a second of Kylo Ren without a shirt on. (laughs) And Michael's little response was, Oh, that Kylo Ren, he always has his shirt off. (laughs) 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 That's all that's like burned into his memory. We're going to remember him like when he grows up and he goes, when I was a kid, it's, I Uh walked around like that all the time. time? It happened one time. (laughs) My little baby's a Raylo and he's going to have a little blue butterfly next to his Twitter handle and he doesn't even know it yet. (laughs) 
it just cracked me up. I thought it was the it was the funniest darn thing ever. Oh, it was great. All right, Mark. Let's go in to the news. So let's start with the Lego. Does that work? Yeah, that'll work. Boom. We're going to slap up some pictures here with this great poster. Um, uh, So so we got, you know, uh, updated poster and trailer for the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special this week. And I, I mean, I was already hooked, but... I am so in now. I cannot wait to see this. Obviously, you see a picture of a little shirtless Kylo Ren. And, you know, we've got Mando and the Child and, uh, you know, IG-11 in the background. Mm. And it's just, it's funny because, they, you know, we got a little more details about what's going on. And I love that, um, you know, Ray's going to get to time travel a bit. And he's going to get to go to different eras and interact with people we wouldn't normally get to see her with, even if it is in Lego form. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sleeping kid, not as much as he should. Speaking of uh, Ben's shirtless life, yeah, uh, yeah, I think I might agree. Yeah, and we only have like what one more week to the seventeenth when it debuts. So, yep, it's right around the corner. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So, um, do you have anything to say about the Lego Movie? Because I think I have a lot to say about this. I do. <laughs> I do. Like, I mean, I literally, I we watched it like five times in a row, so it's like very much on the top of my brain right now. Right. But do you have anything to say about it? I'm just really excited for it. It's going to be great. It I, looks. The, here's the thing about me and new Star Wars content is I am extremely non-critical of it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, a, like I, I, there's always going to be a part of me that is five years old and is just like more Star Wars is good Star Wars. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen <laughs> you know? to that. And it's like, yeah. okay, you know, you can get into like, you know, I mean, any piece of media you can criticize and it's mm-hmm. always good to think critically about the things that you're consuming. And, and, and sometimes stories and narratives, they actually end up, like having more meaning and being more useful to you when you can engage with them on a deeper level. But like I said, there's always going to be part of me that is just like, yay. <laughs> like even with Rise yep. of Skywalker, yep. you know, there was this part of me that was just like, Oh, yay. New star Wars movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> you you know, of it, right? <laughs> I am really, 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 tr- I've been thinking a lot about the sequel trilogy again, this since last week with the start of the Mandalorian again, because I just think it's like superb. Um, and I'm really trying not to be crazy critical because we haven't had it that long, you know, and I love so much of what it did. And I've said it a billion times uh, that it gave me that ending and that ending is perfection. And so I'll always be grateful to that. Uh but I'm really trying because Rise of Skywalker, it is. It's total fun and it's great fun. And yeah. I'm just trying to let it sit there because I feel like maybe I'll think very differently about these movies in five, ten years yeah. once yeah. they've had time to settle. Yeah. But, so speaking of the Rise of Skywalker, uh, I feel that the Lego movie answered everything that so many of us wanted in the Rise of Skywalker. We get – I. Let me just start with Poe is gay. I mean, that dude walks in as stereotypical. He's like, I got my sweater on. He's like, look at the decorating, everybody. Look at this fabulous roast I made. 
and he's got his like gal pal. Uh, 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 oh my god, Felicity, what's her name? I'm look at it. Oh god, Jane uh, Zori Bliss. Yeah, Zori Bliss. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking. I think I was thinking of her real name. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, So she's there, but he doesn't. He think I don't see you. You can put on all the gold you want, but you know I'm looking at my boy Finn over there. They're like totally interacting. You got you have Kelly Marie Trans Rose Tico there, like in the bunch, and then I'm going to say this. And I'm going to hopefully not make anyone too mad because I appreciate everyone. I have never been Team Raylo. I know there's a very passionate fan base and I respect it. I always wanted Finn and Ray to be to be together. And I part of what I'm upset about, speaking of, let's try to like just be five, but I'm like, you know. You took away what could have been an interracial relationship that could have been incredibly important to just put two more white people together again. Yeah. And yeah. I just was watching the Lego thing. You have Gay Poe, you have Rose Tico, and Ray and Finn hugging. I'm like, that is what we could have had. The movie didn't even need to change that much, and it still could have given us those things. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, Lego gets it. Lego gets it with with representation flawlessly in the Freemaker Adventures. There's so much stuff there that is so good. It feels effortless. It feels natural. And I just felt like I know the timing isn't there to give all the fans what they want because it's an animated thing and it probably took too long. But there it was. It was right there. And I was just I'm so excited for that. And I'm just like, you know. I want this to be the Star Wars universe and this can still exist in my head. I'm going to find out how I can like weave this story together through the rise of Skywalker. But also you're, you're catastrophically wrong because Finn and Poe belong together, possibly in a throuple with Rose. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. I, I mean, I'm there Sorry. too. I'm there too. I stand, uh, yeah, yep, sleeping kitten, correct. storm pilot all the way. <laughs> totally. I, I'm there, and that's, I still wanted, like, I still wanted a straight dude and a gay dude to be really good friends and not have it be mm. weird. Like, that, I just feel like that would have been really, I don't know, like, they're both really great. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm even like, anyways, that's how I feel. But I was, I, I'm re- I am very excited about that and, and that Lego thing. I think there's so much right there that just has me so excited. And we get a lot of Max Rebo. <laughs> he is not dead. He made it off the katana and he is there and he is a good guy. I don't know if anyone else is as, is as big of a Max Rebo stan as I am that remembers Tales from Jabba's Palace that he got stuck. In that relationship, all for free lunches. That yep. poor dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. But he's there and he got out. And now he's still, yeah. he's jamming with his, you know, karaoke. He and Mark are going to be up there doing karaoke for uh, Jizz Whaler badges. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, all right. Where do you want to jump to next? My boyfriend? Um, yes. Let's jump back to Space Daddy. <laughs> 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 so this week we got a character poster for uh, the Marshall um, Convent, and I mean, you know, Daddy it's like they know what they got in this character. They really know they're 
And I, I hope that he comes back at least once or twice later this season. I have a feeling he will. Um, I'm, I, I don't know if it's been brought up, but I was actually a little worried because I kept thinking, like, what if he ends up not being good in the end and kind of turns on the Mando or because of who he might be manipulated by end up on the wrong side. And so mm-hmm. who knows how they're going to bring that character back or how he's going to be connected. Uh, one thing I was thinking is that maybe he was the one who saved um, Fennec Shan and they're going to team up somehow or something. But anyway, we'll see. It's just stuff that I've just been thinking about ever since that episode. So, Hey Mark, we handled this last week. I know they're boyfriends. They're going to get married and they're going to rescue four sensitive babies from the evil clutches of Darth Sidious clones trying to take all the Force babies. All <laughs> right, been, all right, all right. I have spoken. <laughs> uh, so last week, I don't know if anyone can remember, I could not remember where he was from, Timothy Oliphant, right? I, I mean, I'm just, I'm not even like, I don't even know if I'm, as crazy sexually attracted to this person as a lot of people are, but I just loved all of it. It was all yeah, sexy. Yeah. All of I don't, it, mean, I don't, I don't think of it fun. in that way either. I just love his presence. I love the way he looks. He looks so handsome. He just, yeah, he, I was just like, look at him. I'm like, I've mm-hmm. never been, I never thought he was all that attractive when he was younger. Even I was like, Oh, I can see why people think he's cute. But then yeah. I saw him with that silver hair. I was like, now, okay, now you're doing something there. I was like, you look fantastic. <laughs> so, podcast listeners, I'm going to ask you to, when you get to the office or when you get home, go to YouTube, find this point in the chat at 22 minutes and 14 seconds, because I'm going to point out just more proof that they're gay. <laughs> Do we need any, really? Because I understand everyone <laughs> loves that it's like looks like and probably is Anakin's part of his uh, his pod racer. He's riding around on a gigantic dildo. Okay, Brian. Like, now, now you've just become the embodiment of that meme of the guy standing in front of all the papers with the yarn. <laughs> That's you now. I thought I blurred out my background. I thought I blurred out my background. <laughs> Look at that. The, really? the, the, the no. gays see a big rocket and then um, our minds just wander. And you know. mm-hmm. <laughs> But honestly, though, that, hey. that, that speeder just looks like half of a pod racer. Yeah, exactly. Which that is happens cool. to look like yeah. a gigantic penis. Followed by, I may have, there's the quote in the thing. Maybe I pegged you wrong. I mean, man, that seems happy. I don't think he did. <laughs> he seemed to know what he was doing. <laughs> I'm give you, I feel like I'm in trouble over here. Yes. <laughs> no, this is delightful. I'm enjoying myself immensely. Oh my. so, so last week, I couldn't remember who he was. And it dawned on me when I was recording my episode with uh, when Tom and I reviewed this episode, uh, uh, Chapter 9. And my worlds are coming together because Timothy Oliphant was in Sex in the City Valley of the Twenty Somethings when he was and he played a very good kisser. So now I'm also in my head going, "Oh my god, he like he's a really good kisser." And I'm now thinking of Emma and the helmet, and he can't get a kiss on the cheek, and he can't <laughs> like, oh, please meet Bo Katan, figure it out. You can take your helmet off. Let's go. Come all the way out, Mister. All right, uh, here we go. 
Yeah. Everyone's very excited about this person. Yes, Appa. <laughs> so, um, this gentleman is an actor named Paul Sung Hyung Lee, and I've known about him for a while now because I've seen him on a show called Kim's Convenience, which mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure M knows about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen so, it. I've seen the first yeah, couple of seasons. It's it's hilarious. He's fantastic in it. Then I had started. I don't know. He left such an impression on me that I started following him a while ago, and then I found out he was this huge cosplayer and Star Wars fan, and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This guy's cool, right? Like, he's really, really into it. And then I was watching today's episode and he popped up and i yelled as soon as i saw because i was like oh my god it's Appa!" (laughs) (laughs) so he he plays a character called captain carson tiva which i'm hoping i'm pronouncing his name correctly but um x-wing pilot and i mean he looked great in his flight suit i mean it just i was so happy for him because i'm sure it means the world to the man and that is just like through just you get to to be a geek and to be in like one of your favorite franchises. I mean, I'm, I'm so happy for him. Yeah. So it's so do we cool. all remember a few weeks ago when we saw his X-Wing, we thought it was Luke Skywalker. <laughs> did we? I did not. I did I, not. Didn't, didn't everyone think that was R2-D2? No. So, never uh, even entered my uh, head. Again, by everyone, I mean this party of one. And oh. <laughs> there's a lot of going on up in here. So sometimes it feels like there's a lot. I have three boys. And they're very rambunctious. So it's sometimes, you know, there's a lot up there. Uh, I also wonder, because Trapper Wolf was here, which I love that name. I love that that's Dave Filoni's name. And then I saw, I looked up his name. What was it again? Uh, Something Tiva, right? Yes, Carson Tiva. Captain Carson Tiva. Okay, Captain Carson Tiva. I wonder if IRL is just a total hippie who runs around like he got to set wearing a pair of Tivas. (laughs) Because he's about to go on a like hike walk afterwards, so like let's just name you Tiva. There you go. There you go. Yeah, uh, it's so much fun though. Yeah, that's like little things like that. I mean, it's just like it. It just really stood out to me. I I just I loved that. That was great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hope it was we get a lot to see him fun. come back and like a uh, you know pop up again because. You know, obviously, I, for whatever reason, they couldn't get the, you know, one of the directors to come back um, nope. to be one of the other pilots. And it's like this worked out well. So I was nope. reading about how he I guess he had gone to the set at some point, And then I guess they must have asked him, hey, you want to be in it? I'm sure <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> but hopefully when we get like the behind the scenes stuff later, we'll go a little more into that and find out how it really all came to be. Did either of you read, and I'm blanking on his name already, the actor who played the weak way from last week, did either of you read that thread that was all on Twitter? Uh, so after the episode <gasps> yes! aired, it yes! was so endearing. It was so sweet. I, I like, know, oh, right? I missed that. Oh, I need I'll, to see that. Okay. Yeah, I think we retweeted it. So you, I think you okay. can find it on Pink Milk. Okay. Uh, I got I to gotta look at it. I must have like, missed that because yeah, most of the time it's nice to go in and find yeah. those little stories online, but... You know. It was so great. I mean, honestly, he you, he just oozed joy and happiness, and it was so yeah. it was so yeah. awesome. I was, anyways, yeah. I was very thrilled. All right, before we start to dig into chapter ten, even though it says that's what we're doing, I'm going to pop <laughs> up our spoiler alert again. So, if you have not watched chapter ten, stop listening now, watch mm-hmm. it, and then come back. Because we we are working very hard to not post anything on Twitter because I think I think Sunday evening, Monday morning is a good like you had enough time at that point in time. But so that's what podcasts and YouTubes are for if we if we want to get out. Um, 
So, uh, what did we think of the episode? Or no, 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 Emma, I want you to lead in because we were just talking about the pilots, and I think I'm really bummed I didn't watch it again because I think there I missed so much dialogue. I mean, I get up, my alarm goes at three off at three fifty five, so I'm a little tired. There yep. was. I feel there was so much exposition that was building the world. Um, and I find we're going to, well, this is pink milk. We don't know how to tell a linear story here. So we'll be bouncing all over the place. But I think there's some really, really interesting things that the pilots say and why they went back. So Emma, fill in our audience of what's going on in the political scene of Star Wars at this time. Oh, at this time in the, yes, in the, timeline. In the timeline. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, we're in the early phase of the Republic, right? Mm-hmm. Or the new, the new Republic. Yeah. Cause we're like seven, seven ABY, right? Eight. Five? I think it's, I think it's eight or nine. Okay. Okay. We're at eight or nine ABY, but return yeah. of the Jedi takes place in what? Three, three mm-hmm. ABY. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's like it's still early days, um, and the Senate is being rebuilt, right? Yep. So, I don't know. It's just the New Republic, I mean, what we've seen of the New Republic in, in Mandalorian so far, mm-hmm. they just they seem like total jags. Yep. Jags. <laughs> <laughs> Can you fill like, some of us in who are not as cool as you that do not know what a jag is? <laughs> It's just a, it's a shortened version of like jack off like yeah jack off yeah. like yeah. jack off that's what it <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> I mean I knew I knew this was not an education for me it was for the people out there who might not know I appreciate but it. I, I it was definitely not me yeah I kind of had is, an idea but... this is the after dark part of pig milk after dark. Exactly. exactly exactly yeah all right so I mean. There's not a lot of canonical material about what's mm-hmm. happening, like technically, politically, but we can see, like, as time goes on, um, the Senate fractures into different factions. So you have the like a populist faction, and in the world of Star Wars, populism doesn't have the same right wing connotations that it does. It actually is the opposite. It's like the left wing. Nope. Um, part of of politics, and then you have the centrists, mm-hmm. and there's not really, really an overt right wing, but there are a lot of centrists that are sympathetic to the empire. Nope. There are even characters that, um, uh, well, like I mean, one of the one of the people that Senator Leia Organa makes friends with actually has a collection of, of Imperial memorabilia. (laughs) uh, I love it. I love that relationship. Like I love that relationship. I know. Right. I mean, I'm kind of sad at how it ended, but (laughs) yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's again. It's another one of those history repeating itself, right? It's like nope. the more things change, the more they stay the same. When you're playing by the rules of, like, when the people who came before you and built the system were, you know, evil overlords, 
Eventually, mm-hmm. you're going to end up being the evil overlord as long as you're still working within their system. <laughs> yes, especially <laughs> not to get too real world because I'm still only talking about that galaxy far, far away. When there's only two parties, you're only going to drive yourselves so far away from each other that there's going to be balance yet again. I mean, this is what the prequels were all about. Yeah. To me, the idea of balance was what was wrong. Yeah. Because when there's balance, that to me is what the lesson's always been about. Because if you do, I'm holding my hands. In my opinion, you hold like this, there's no movement. There's no growth. Because you both have pushed yourselves way over here. Right now, our country's literally, like, this election's going to be won. It is a 50-50 election, like, for all intents and purposes. It's scary. Yeah. Uh, And that's what we have done. And we have to start getting some other viewpoints in there to shake it up. There's three branches of government in our country for a reason. So there can never be balance. There's constant rotating change. Yep. That's what has to happen. Yeah. I'm going to have a little, now you, a little now you know rainbow come over the thing here. But. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the idea is that power and influence are present in all the branches, right? And nope. the strings get pulled in different directions at different times so that you have a government that is dynamic and responsive. Right. Yep. So in, in the last season of the Mandalorian, like I already brought up how like jerky the, the new Republic was being, you know, in the episode with the prison ship. Um, and I kind of found something similar in this episode too, because like, I mean, they're just cops. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. No, look at this. I love this. We always just seem like we circle around the same ideas because a hundred percent. This yes. is very interesting. Very timeline right now that these two people who are out there policing the the outer, outer rim, regions. right? Yeah, and here they are. And sure, at this moment in time, our Mandalorian was kind of doing the right thing. In a way, maybe kind of, sort of, but also not at all the right thing because we, we were going back to chapter six, which this is another one where that episode seemed like a possible throwaway episode from last season. But now here it is coming into play again. And now these people with power are making personal decisions. And so, sure, they helped our hero in this moment. So they seem like heroes, but mm, yeah. Yeah. there's some interesting well, but I mean, they put him in that position to start with because they put they they pressured him so much. Yeah, like and he wasn't even doing anything. Yeah, like yep. you know, like he wasn't being aggressive. He wasn't like they didn't have any evidence really that he had done anything wrong. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like hundred percent. Just leave him alone. But you know, they forced him into a position where he got crashed on an ice planet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go. Tested with spiders. Another, (laughs) yeah, another minority who is just walking down the street, and all of a sudden the the wings go up, and they're in attack position for just strolling through the thing for an expired tag. Let's just call it an expired tag. That's what. Yeah, 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 basically. Yeah, 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 basically. (laughs) And and I, I love that. Like up until that particular era and he's probably going to start seeing it and people in the galaxy are going to start seeing it more and more um there was a certain level of anonymity and how people could 
fall, get, go under the radar. People yeah. like him in his profession were able to do these things without being policed. And so it allowed for certain things to happen in the galaxy for a while now. But now they themselves are tightening their grip. And I'm using those exact words because those use, those words have been used before in Star Wars yep. and not by the rebels. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it. they're starting to tighten their grip. And then you're seeing it's like, well... You look at what you're doing to people now. It's like you're, you're like you were saying. You're gonna, you're becoming what you fought against, and yeah. I know it's just like people might think it's a throwaway scene or it's just one minor thing. But I think that this they're gonna expand upon it. The next thing it'll be this regulation, then it'll be this, and it'll be that. You know, so um, yeah. I, yeah, I found it interesting because that moment really stuck out to me out of out of a lot of things in this episode, <laughs> despite the spiders and all the other yeah. things that we got to see that part stuck out to me. So I'm so glad you guys like went into this whole subject because it really, it did remind me that, you know, our, our heroes and what we see, what we wanted them to fight for, these things evolve over time and then they end up becoming just like their enemy. And that's like, you know, and they, they don't grow in the right direction, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, I could like expand upon it and like put this towards other characters that we see way later on in the timeline. Yep. But, you know, for what for, for now and for the purposes of right now. Yeah, it just it was eye opening. And and while I was like, it threw me back a little bit, but I loved it, too, because I was like, I like this. I like that. I'm questioning what I'm seeing happening. You know what? What we thought the good guys were all about. So. Yeah, we we kind of touched on some of this stuff during our roundtables of, I think it was that very last one about what we wanted from season two. And we were talking about, do we want it to start inching towards sequel trilogy time? I mean, I know we have two decades separating the two, but this is one of the things that, God, I really do sound like a sequel basher, I think, sometimes. And I'm really not. But, like, this is another thing that the sequel trilogy kind of failed. Like, they we're so afraid to talk about politics and star Wars that they mention nothing. And then we get this, honestly, the greatest scene in the force awakens to me is the Huck scene. And I get, it's, I get disappointed that then in the last Jedi and again, in rise of Skywalker, like he's played for jokes all of a sudden that scene was not funny. No, it was it not. Was so yeah. they ruined that character. He was like, I, he's that scene in that movie was the my favorite scene in the whole movie. Like, my heart was in my stomach when that started. You're like, holy crap. <laughs> they are like, it's re it was intense and it was scary. Yeah. And it was like over the top, but seemed so real, you know? And, but yeah. then, you know, then they blow up all these planets and like none of us care because they've done nothing to establish that we should care at all. Other than, you know, <laughs> I mean, no, not, you know, we knew a lot of people died. It. But because they, they cut that part. Yeah, and it was yeah. awful. But at least, you know, once we have like the Mandalorian being finished and whatever stuff is going to come out in between, we can start to fill in those gaps, at least when it comes to the movie. Like the movies are so much better once you read Bloodline. But yeah. you shouldn't have to read a book to make them better. They can enrich a story, but you shouldn't need to go to books to get I agree. Like, like major yeah. stuff. And I mean, um, we've already had that conversation about Holdo as well. Yep. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm going through yeah. that story again right now. Actually, after that, I was like, oh yeah, I want to like redo this. Um, so I'm going through it right now. Uh, yeah. I think this scene was really big. You know, I, I feel like 
we're going to end on the other side because I think it's happier. Like the first part of the this episode, and it's probably why I I loved it. I was not surprised. I think when I got to Twitter today and people were kind of bummed because it is not a plot forward story. It's very much uh, the last. We talked about this a little while. Our friend Hope in one of our little like private message things on Twitter brought it up, and I loved it because it was she took the words out of my mouth and said them much better than I could. Like chapter nine was really about exploring the armor and what it meant to be out, be out of the closet. And uh, however I can, we'll always keep going back to that metaphor, but like what's on the outside and what, how the outside represents who we are. And then we have this episode that's so much about what's underneath the suit. And that's very much, I think, you know, this is, that to me is where this show is going. With the introduction of Boba Fett, with Cobb Vanth, there's going to be a real struggle of who Mando is. Is he the man? Is he the armor or is he the man underneath? And I think, you know, there's some, I'm really excited about that idea. Um, uh, yeah, I agree that. Sleeping kitten. Here. Well, I, I, I want uh, Mando to find out. Well, actually, I should put, let me reverse that. I want Cobb to find out about Mando and about the man underneath. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they might already have. That might have just been off. You can call Amara too. Amara can join. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm open to that. That's cool. I'm here for it. It's 2020 in a galaxy far, far away. Um, but yeah, like so, we saw the. Uh, I don't know exactly how to pronounce these. The Kirkness. Is that how we pronounce them? I'm trying to remember from Rebels. The spiders. So we're talking about the yeah, spiders. Yeah. I was so. OMG excited. <laughs> and I was like, oh, here we go. And they got creepy. We yeah. went into like full like horror mode. Yeah, it was very gross. It I was, was very grossed out. This episode looked so good. Yeah. Like yeah, it just it looked expensive. It looked it this show looks like a movie. Like this is what this is what you were talking about about how in the first season they did all the investment in the technology and now it's yep. paying off. Yep, I mean they look like movies. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I was very upset for Baby Yoda when he had that little spider on his head. I was like, you know, I mean, we come on, we know nothing's going to really happen to him because yeah. he's Baby Yoda, but yeah. it felt it in that moment. Um. Both of you watched Rebels, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh. Because I wasn't sure I was into them the first episode because this is Dave Filoni. So there's an episode like, okay, there's some spiders. All right, let's let's move on. <laughs> and then we learned so much about them with with Bendu. And I was so I we were just talking about the rebel space pilots, and maybe like I was so intrigued with what I mean, honestly, it was really great storytelling in that little scene about their conversations, right? Yeah. But I had a moment, I'm like, oh. My God, because I'm assuming they're on that planet and I'm blanking on the planet's name where those spiders were from Rebels. I, I feel like maybe it's the same place. Uh, hang on. Uh, I, have them, I have them pulled up here on Wikipedia, but I can't find it. Anyways, I was like, I saw the blaster bolts going. I was like, is this going to be Hera? Is Hera going to come in and save Armando? And we're going to get to the ghost crew? This is how we're going to get there? Yeah. And then I was a little bummed. I was like, oh, okay, it's just our old space pilots. But then that brilliant conversation came out. So I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> but I was like, that. That I, I had a minute of, 
are we going to bring Hera in here? And somehow it's going to be this massive surprise that we didn't know about. <laughs> didn't happen, but it was very, very cool. <laughs> uh, were you fans of the spiders beforehand? <laughs> I... I don't <laughs> like any type of arachnid. I, <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have an extremely strong phobia of scorpions. Oh. Okay. Oh, don't ever come visit us here. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm never going to Arizona. Not ever. <laughs> no, there's like a whole list of places I can never go. Like Thailand, yeah. Costa Rica, Arizona, Georgia. No, Texas. No. Um, oh, uh, sleeping kitten. Um, yes, Alaton? that. No, it's at it, the other way around. It's Atalon. Atalon. Yep. But okay. Atalon yep. is a desert planet, not a nice planet. Mm. Um, well, but we're starting to introduce different planets that have more than one ecosystem these days. That wasn't. What, so the you George think they were on like the North Pole or whatever? Or it could have been just a different time of the year. That's true. I mean, they could have um, left. They could have left, but yeah, we don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, I I loathe all arachnids. Um, so <laughs> I, it was difficult for me to watch. Okay, um, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, it made me slightly uncomfortable. It, yeah. it wasn't as bad. Like, I mean, if it had been scorpions, I straight up could not have watched it. Oh, it's that okay. It's, oh. oh Okay, here, let me tell you, let me drop into yeah. a personal anecdote. So um some Eli. one of my one of my hey, Eli, one hey, of my coworkers, Eli. her sister-in-law lives in Georgia. And she came like into her dining room one day to find that one had fall uh, one had fallen from the ceiling. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm sorry, Petra. Ice biomes can also be deserts. This is very true. You're absolutely correct. I miss I misspoke. I meant Thank the, you, Ian. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up, but yeah. I meant at Atalon is classified as an arid yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an arid yeah. climate, not an ice climate. Anyway, so yeah, so my one of my coworkers, uh, her sister-in-law lives in Georgia, and she walked into her dining room, and there was one sitting on top of her dining table on a doily, and it had actually like fallen down through the ceiling, like because they Wait, were a scorpion. Were, yes, they're in Georgia too. Yes. So she took a picture of it because she thought it was funny. Yeah. And because like the just the juxtaposition of like this like scorpion on like a little doily, so she <laughs> showed me the picture while we were in the cafeteria at lunchtime because she thought it she thought that I would also enjoy this. Story. Oh, you poor thing! I didn't know. Yeah. So I literally ran away, started oh. crying, got to the door of the cafeteria, and forgot how a door worked. Because I was so upset. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's so like you're I, having a panic attack. Yeah. So I just stood there crying. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, that's like, that's, I mean, that's how it is. I, I've had family members like they do that with snakes. It just, it absolutely yeah. just, uh, you know, it, it, you can't help what your reaction is going to be for yeah. that, especially if you know something really, really bothers you. I mean, it just takes over. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. I right. feel really bad now that I heard the story, M, because I feel like I may have just contributed to my future children's phobias. <laughs> they were playing uh, the other day and there was like a teeny little spider, like the size of, I don't kill anything. Like I am that person who just like, I will, I just don't, I do my best to not kill anything. Right. 
And I'm like, it's a cute little spider. And they were freaking out about the spider on the wall. And I said, but guys, this is a nice spider. And they eat the other bugs. We can't kill the spider. He's on the wall. He'll be fine. And then, of course, they started building houses and everything for him all in the living room (laughs) for the next two nights because it was his new home. But anyways, I was like, now that I heard the story, I feel bad because maybe I should have, like, ushered the spider along outside. Yeah. Uh, So, uh yeah, Eli here says they weren't apparently. Yeah, yeah, that's what I kept reading too. It's like out? it just uh, it took place on Mondo. Is it Crea? Is that what he is saying? Sleeping and his console. Nice. This episode took place on Mondo Crea. Someone actually translated Mando's console to get that. Love it. Cool. Oh, that's I love awesome. super nerds. I love that. No, but I did hear that about that's the cool, the man. spiders that they were not Krickness. So that's I can't remember what I saw. Somebody mentioned maybe it was from the EU or somewhere else that they had picked up the information from, but obviously I wasn't paying enough attention, but they definitely mentioned that. So it's, it's interesting. So those matte paintings were from the empire strikes back, right? Yeah. As a possible yeah. like uh, Dagobah the, type. Were they, were they, were they, they were Macquarie, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Krikna yeah. have more of like a mandible. They don't okay. have like a sucker <sighs> like those things did. Okay, well, here we go. Perfect segue. Do we have any more spider talk? Or can we oh, yeah. let, can if, we let if, Emma yeah. relax? So we can go to <laughs> we can like, go there we go to Dr. Mandible. <laughs> am I like the only person who immediately apparently he was in chapter five. I don't really remember seeing him back there, but he was in chapter five when Mando first walks into the sure bar there. Does. Yeah. Am I the, see this dude here on the left? I have a picture of Dr. Mandible playing Sabacc with Gaff from the Droids cartoon produced by Nelva, Nelvana, Nelva, Nelvana, right? I think it was. Nelvana, yeah. Okay. Our little, our Canadian there. She's going to now. Um, <laughs> does anyone else remember that? That character was written and I'm assuming created by Ben Burt. So I'm like, this creature is the throwback to this droid character. That's so Gaff. Awesome. Like, that's got to be what they are, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. I was very it was, excited. It was still so cool, though. I love that. I, I, that was a great character. That that was a lot of fun. It was awesome. It felt so yeah. like Star Wars. They are Kobox. Oh, I'm assuming yeah. he's a Kobox. I don't know. That's where I went, and I'm going to will it to the universe that that's what it was. Because I really, really, really like the old droids cartoons. And uh, everyone should go to YouTube. I think it's like Thal Jorbin or something like that. Uh they just constantly stream them 24 hours a day. Sweet. All of the original droids cartoons. And you should watch The Great Heap. That was also written and produced by Ben Burt. Good stuff. The good stuff. I enjoyed it greatly. All right. So we have about 20 minutes left of our <laughs> chat. And Em and I were talking about last week. We mentioned speaking about parenting from similar but very different uh, points of view. Mm-hmm. And how perfect was this episode to come out today? Because I think the thing that I loved so much in this episode was it was really about Mando not learning. I don't want to say that, but like embracing being a father because (laughs) I can speak to my own experience of like when Jack came, you know, I had never been a parent before. We had three hours to get ready. And there was this (laughs) seven year old person who just showed up. And I don't know what it's like to have a child from birth. I don't know what it's like to look into a pair of little eyeballs 
and only see a future. Like there's no real past yet, right? I looked into a little boy's eyes that had a past and Baby Yoda has a past. Baby Yoda, we can make the assumption, has had a lot of trauma. I've seen that look in those little eyes and there is there is an in- inherent trust just because a child to an adult. But if you came to a house through the foster system, you may not totally understand it yet, but your faith in parents and adults is not exactly like always great because you clearly had parents that did not do what they needed to do um, for whatever reason. And I'm not going to get into those things because I don't, but you know, nothing good brought these children here. Right. So there, I don't know if, I mean, I mean, you can speak, I mean, is that bond just immediate when it's a newborn and it's just, and I, and again, we're going to generalize. I know things are not the same for every single person. So don't come at us, Twitter <laughs> for speaking for all, cause that's not what we're doing, but you know, I don't know what that's like. Well, it's very primal. The bond that you have with a newborn, like it's none of it is happening at a conscious level and you mm-hmm. don't have to really try. I mean, most of the effort comes in with just actually doing the physical work of caring for um, a human being that can literally do nothing for themselves. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you even have to like move their little legs to get them to fart. Like they can't even do their own farts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another reason I'm glad I never had it. <laughs> Looking at you, Ian, thank you for bringing that question up on our little private chat as well. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, but the, the thing is like when you have a child from birth, sometimes, especially if they're planned, you get all these ideas of what it's going to be like mm-hmm. and you have these images in your mind and the process of raising an infant into like a toddler or preschooler is a process of stripping away and like crumpling up and shredding every single one of those images and expectations. <laughs> I do have experience with the toddler. And I can tell you yeah. there was lots of ripping up and crumbling. <laughs> Maybe, possibly, like Charlotte York crying in the pantry. <laughs> you and you have to, you know, and you have to, like, there, it's a lot of acceptance. I think, I think the one thing that's universal with, with, with parenting a child that comes to you as an older kid, and, you know, having having a child from birth yeah. is that you learn to accept them for who they are. And oh, not yeah. who you want them to be. And that's a process that's probably going to be challenged at various times of our futures <laughs> as they get older and have more opinions that you probably won't agree with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, know. you know, and and um, and me especially, like, having a kid with special needs too, right? It's like, I mean, I would not change anything about Silas. He is exactly yep. perfect as he is. and And I just adore him. Um, nope. but sometimes those moments of having expectations defied are just, they punch a little bit harder. Yep. <laughs> no, I mean, I can speak to that from children with trauma. There are things that are like this level of, okay, I understand there's something else going on underneath the service. I can't accept the behavior happening right now. And it's so difficult to 
try to correct the behavior, but also embrace the idea that you know something else is going on underneath, and they probably wow. don't even know what's going on. Like, especially Michael when he was a preschooler. Like, I feel very, you know, it's hard. They don't have, they can't communicate anything yet. You know, yeah. and and then you add other certain layers to those things too, and it makes it very difficult. And how frustrating it must be in those little heads to like, you know what I mean? Not even yeah. be able to express what you need. It has to be very, very difficult. But it's hard for parents too. Um, but you know, I I wonder about the carrying them from you know while they're in utero and all of these things and the dreams of who they're going to be and all of you know because there there is a certain plan that's going to come. Yeah. Because you know they're going to be zero, <laughs> you yeah. know. So you, when Tom and I were like, "Oh my God!" Before, I don't know how old this person's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a boy or a girl. I we knew nothing that was going to come, so it was so hard. You can't plan for that. You're just like, I know one day something's going to happen, <laughs> and I guess I'll figure it out then. And you know, um, so I look at this show and I look at Din and Baby Yoda, and I can relate so much to that to that very specific and then i'm telling you i just i i have an inability to see him as anything other than a queer dad so like that's the the eyes that i see him through there's no other way for me to do it especially now uh especially after like our round tables like it really is like it's just all i see now um but this episode those moments where i feel like in this episode when so I don't know. We I, I will just I'll reshare this conversation. Uh, actually, we didn't talk about it on Sunday. So the other night, this is something that a lot of parents maybe they have to deal with. I don't know. And if they do, it doesn't come with the same level of reality. So Tom and I are very transparent parents. Uh, some may argue maybe we share too much with our kids. I don't know, but you know our our family is rather unique in how we were brought together, and so we just live in a real world and we share those things, so nothing comes as as a surprise. And uh, Mark Kelly is a person running for Senate here who is probably going to win. So Mark Kelly's been all over the TV, right? And I'm sure Michael, who is our youngest, uh, overheard Tom and I talking about the marriage equality and all of these things and the fears that we have legitimately been having. And so it was like two nights ago I was in bed and Michael comes in. He was sleeping and came into the room crying and Tom was still downstairs watching TV and he was really, really upset. And I said, what, what's going on, honey? This was on Tuesday. So this is during the election. So we're all stressed out anyway. So kids pick up on all those stressors, right? Yeah. And I said, what's wrong? And he's like, well, I did Mark Kelly win? And I was like, it looks like he is. And he said, okay, but is Mark Kelly the same man that works for the company? And I'm like, what What company? He's like, well, the company that that is in charge of you and daddy being married. And I was like, no. And he's like, well, I just, I'm, I'm scared that if he won and he works for that company, then you're not going to be able to be married again. And I'm going to have to live in a different house. And I was just like crushed. I'm like, this is like, like, I, I don't know. How do you, I don't even know how to like, I don't know how to go there. I'm devastated that my child is hurting. Yeah. I'm devastated that him in particular out of all of them knows what it's like to go from house to house, to house, to house, to house, to house. And I'm just like, 
So I can't even be like comforting and saying that's never going to happen to you again doesn't mean the same thing to a child who has experienced house from house to house to house to house. That, that That's not reality, not moving again. It's just not reality. Yeah. And I hope one day it will, you know, and luckily I have Jack now who's a little bit older and the next day I came to him and I was, and I talked to him about it. I was like, well, when did that go away for you? And he's like, honestly, when I was probably seven or eight, I was always afraid. I'm not afraid anymore. But, you know, he's almost 11. He'll be 11 in, you know, a week. Right. Uh, so he's older. And I was just like, I, I said, what What can I do for Michael? You know, I was like, here I, you're, you're, yeah. my, you're my expert in this situation right now. And he's like, there's really just nothing you can yeah. do. He just is going to have to know. And I was like, oh, I, and it's so hard because you just want to start sobbing, but you can't. <laughs> You can't do that. You got to cry on the inside, right? Yeah. But so there was that scene today in The Mandalorian, again, full spoilers, when we're leaving and there's the attempted kidnapping. Yep. And they can, you know, they win. They win. They get Mando down. And that little alien takes Baby Yoda away. And I will try my best. Thank God there's a camera on because we all know I can cry on the podcast, but I hopefully won't do it here. But like, I was like, Oh my God. Like I just immediately was brought back to my child being afraid he was going to be taken away again. I was brought back to the stories that Jack told me when he, when these kids are removed, they remember and they're terrified. It doesn't matter what reasons they're taken away. Those are their parents. That is the only life they know. And it's incredibly, incredibly hard. And I was just brought to that, to that moment. And, and then we know what happens, right? Like yeah. we get the jetpack, and there's, I mean, yes, I understand that the world is going goo goo gaga over a cute little baby Yoda running to his dad's arms and it's adorable. But when you're someone like me and you're someone like Mando that running to the arms, that is the first time baby Yoda is like, that's my daddy. That is my caretaker. That isn't the yep. person yep. who has me right now. That is my yep. daddy. Yeah. I was so emotional. And I don't think that means the same thing to everybody, but to yeah. me, yeah. that is my family. That is how I was built. And I know they've experienced all these other things together. And that bond is not immediate and is not innate. We all want it to be, but it's not. You know, there's, we had a seven-year-old child who was a stranger move into our house and it takes a minute to get to know people. And I loved him and I had, I had to love him because there was nobody else for him. Right. But it's not, it's not, we all, you know, and it was just so emotional and it was so special to me that, that they did that and they brought that in on an episode. And this is some of the stuff I wonder what kinds of conversations Dave and George has, have had who also has adopted his children because I really feel there is something there that a parent who brings their children in, you know, from birth, they don't, it's just, it's not the same. And then we have this moment, you know, when they go to take a nap and baby Yoda, we never saw him crawl into his little lap. And I'm like, this is, that's what this episode was about. They are Mm. no longer, they really did become a clan of two. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, and I love that they did this with a juxtaposition of a bio mother with mm-hmm. her eggs and Mando's sitting there fighting for his baby just the same way she is. And I like it is so beautiful to me. I am so grateful for that. And I'm just like, yeah. this just is bringing me more like even closer to the show because I think they handle it really well. It's yeah. tasteful. It's honest. Uh, you know, good and the bad. 
good and the bad, you know, and I, so anyways, let's get a little less emotional as we come to a close here, but I'm really glad I didn't cry and embarrass myself. Thank God I was going easy on the wine. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, honestly, it was a really touching moment. It was really beautiful. And I can't guarantee when I talk about this with my husband on Sunday that it will not be a sobbing mess on Wednesday's podcast. So <laughs> fair warning now. <laughs> um, so I've been seeing on Twitter again, please, people, don't tweet this stuff. Not at 7 a.m. on the day that it comes out. But anyways, all the egg talks, right? There's lots of egg jokes. Yeah, yeah. And yes, it's kind of funny. Like, I get it. I It's kind of funny. But it's also really weird. Like he's eating her babies, and that's really weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, I read. That. Yeah, I read something, but they weren't fertilized yet. I'm like, okay, well, it still is really like it's still weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. especially he ended up eating a you know a, a little more developed baby later. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like I was yeah. like it, that kind of it, it freaked me out, and honestly, yeah. it did freak me out this time around. So it's yeah. weird. Yeah. But did either of you get, I mean, was he just eyeing those eggs because he was hungry? Or is there something untrustworthy going on with this lady? I, possibly both. It was it was an interesting episode. Like you said, honestly, I you it's not feller eli it's not feller no no it's not it's not (laughs) look i had my problems with this episode but despite that i never even thought of it as filler it never even occurred to me to think of it as that right um and thankfully you made me see it completely different in that aspect of you're talking about the you know the parent and child yeah and and what was going on in this episode because i didn't even see that and now that you said that there's all these other things that I've seen in that episode that make more sense to me now, um, <laughs> okay. you know, and we brought, we brought, uh, okay. Eli. No, no, yeah, it's not you. Yeah. I, I saw that all day long, actually all day long. Yeah. I kept seeing the whole filler thing. Yeah. Come up. Mm-hmm. Um, but so let me, I'll add this. There was with Pelly back. There's that whole, like, you know, she reminds people of Ripley, you know, yep. And then the, the whole scene with the spiders and the babies and the eggs reminded me of the hive in, from Aliens, mm-hmm. right? Um, so and then frog thing looked just as much like a newt as it did a frog. I exactly. mean, honestly. Like, so I'm going to bring this all back because, you yeah. know, now that you mentioned all these things about, like, that trust and how they bond and come together, you saw that same relationship the way it developed with Newt and Ripley. She did not trust her at first. She had a lot of trauma that she came into that relationship with. Little by little, she opened up. And when they finally face a lot of what is, they, they come, you know, all the, the thing with the aliens, the adversity, everything together. There's that one scene where she finally hugs Ripley and says, mommy, and <sighs> everything comes together. And I'm like, and that's what you made me think of right now. I hadn't even thought about that at all and so i i'm so glad you brought that up because like it now that whole part of the episode just I, it completely opens up like a whole like floodgate of ideas about i didn't even think about you're so. gonna get me there like there's <laughs> a moment i never ever 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 expect my children to call me daddy they can call us tom and brian Aww. all day long i'm like i yeah, get it yeah. and i will always yeah. respect it yeah But there is something that first time you hear your children call you daddy, that is just like, <laughs> like <laughs> earned it. that's the difference. Like I earned it, you yes, know, you like did. I yeah. earned it. Yeah. Tom yeah. earned it. 
<laughs> it also what it says to them what's going on and the walls that are breaking because there's something interesting you brought up, you know, Newt. And I love the Alien franchise like a mm-hmm. lot. Um, <laughs> and again, I see a lot of these things very differently now because of my life experience, just like we all, you know, we all do. Newt is so untrustworthy for a long time. Because life taught her she couldn't count on anyone. And it wasn't it wasn't that her parents left her. I mean, they yeah. were yeah. murdered probably in front of her. And she was resilient on her own for a very, very long time. And she was surrounded by nothing. The only adults that she saw were these, you know, grown aliens that were vicious and cruel. Like, you know, they were they were yeah. very abuse they were abusive. Uh and Newt gets taken. And all that little girl knew was when you're taken or someone goes away, they do not come back. Yep. Baby Yoda most likely has, you know, he wasn't with all those pirates for 50 years. He had probably been taken and taken and taken and taken. And when your caregiver goes missing, they don't ever come back. And that's what children with trauma from the foster, you it's earned because they don't trust you. And they shouldn't. They would not survive if they trust too many people. But it's the continuing to come back when they are needed. And all of a sudden, they're like, I can count on you. You are my parent. There is not that primal thing that Emma was talking about earlier. It's not there. They have lost that along their journey into life. And Mando didn't let that person. I mean, Baby Yoda's probably been in that exact situation before where he was part of a trade with a knife to his throat and the money and the power that could have come along with him. And he just had to survive. And so you shut off and you do what you need to do to be able to make it through it, you know? And, but Mando didn't do that. Mando came back and he earned it and he earned being a daddy. It was just like, it was so beautiful. Like I am just really touched by the care that that this show just delivers, man. Every single time it's just like, it delivers on so many things. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to having this conversation with Tom because Tom did not like this episode. Tom yeah. thought it was filler. He's like, here we go again. This first thing this morning. <laughs> well, I mean, I saw last season, so I know that it's all going to come together, but I'm waiting yeah. for it all to come together because I'm not getting it now. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I have a feeling we'll look at this episode differently after we have our conversation, you know? Um, yeah. Because it, it really was done very, very well. And Eli, I feel bad. I... Just read you just now. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, Eli. It's stupid. Do we really think any episode in the series has completely uh, has completely no purpose? No. No, no. And Petra, thank you for sharing your story here too. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to read it necessarily out loud to break that, but thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing. Honestly, um, yeah. So, Eli, we're we're. Uh, do we have anything else to say about this episode? I just wanted to say, as to the trustworthiness of the mm. frog slash newt being. Yep. I mean, I I get what you're saying, but I feel like in the story, there's a moment where she's demystified when she reprograms the android to speak. Mm-hmm. So that she can talk to Din. I think if the character mm-hmm. hadn't done that, we would be intending to read her as possibly untrustworthy. But the fact that she made a good faith effort to communicate in a way that they could both understand, 
you know, and sh- because if she was trying to commit some kind of subterfuge, she would take advantage of the fact that they can't communicate with each other. Hundred percent. So yeah, I, I, I actually, and I actually remember when I was watching the episode when that moment happened. I kind of had this like, ah, oh, like this moment of elation. Yeah. That comes with mm. like, re- like sort of being able, sort of having the character open to you a little bit more and like, and understanding like, okay, so this is like, this is like a good faith person. They are who they say they are. Cause that's kind of a narrative way of, of showing that symbolically. Right. Oh, I can't wait to see that scene again now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, honestly, that's really smart. This is why I love like talking with you guys about the episode. Cause it's like the things that I miss, you just bring a, a new light to them. And then I go back and watch it again. And I'm like, all right. Okay. <laughs> no, hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's, yeah. it's the beauty yeah. of a shared experience that, you know, yeah. you have conversations and this is the thing that I've learned from star Wars podcasting, because I've been pretty open with, it was always mine and I've got to share it with anybody. It's been like, <laughs> it's been this life altering experience. I mean that on every level I have. Yeah. I personally, I think this last few months I've been going on an emotional evolution. I think I've spoken about that with the, with y'all before and it's like this crazy thing and it's really wonderful and I really honestly have to say that the two of you have played an instrumental role in that our whole roundtables did all of this it's been I just feel I feel really grateful and I it's my other connection to the Mando you know I feel I'm feeling like I'm getting as connected to Mando as I do Ahsoka Mm. yeah yeah. Uh, I mean Luke Skywalker again we will talk about this I touch on it a little bit in this upcoming thing but I I am not ready for this conversation because I've never spoken about it really out loud. Uh, but why Luke Skywalker always meant so much to me, which I, I think we will do in April. Uh, Sweet. So I'm really projecting out there. but uh, um, And it's so exciting to have Star Wars characters to connect to like as an adult. Like, I, you know, Ahsoka is like my queer connection in coming out connection in a lot of ways and now i have mando as a queer parent to connect with and it's really pretty cool like i'm like i have like my childhood my pre-parenthood and my post-parenthood post-parenthood is pretty cool it's pretty cool all All right right. so are we gonna put eli out of his misery and do the trivia now we are who i already (laughs) i have your questions emma and poor Eli here this afternoon. And I was die. like, you know what, Eli, please give me easy ones because last week I knew all of Emma's and then you made me have like what I have got one out of three. I look like a complete like nonstop. I look like the casual fan of the group. Thank you. And I. Oh, tonight, <sighs> tonight that's going to be me. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you never okay. know. Let's see what happens. <laughs> the mechanic is so, uh, is such a good judge. A hundred percent. Pelly is, Pelly is fantastic. I want her in the show more. I I felt like I loved her before, but maybe the acting was a little like I could give that the acting might have been a little off in that first episode, but they found their rhythm and oh god, she's so great. She's so yeah. great. Like Pelly. Yeah. yeah. What can I say? I'm a good judge of character. I was like, yeah. Yes, yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right. Eli, here you go. Emma, I'm putting you on the spot. You're going first. Oh, great. Okay. Let's make it, let's, let's, I'm going to really do it. I'm going to make you bigger and just boom. Uh, <laughs> okay. May the force be with you, Emma. You must. You must. May the force be with you. <laughs> okay. The following one question. <clears throat> Hang on. Let me redo this. Let me get into character. Hang on. Uh, 
<laughs> wow. That's that's my spotlight noise. <laughs> the following one question uses the following list. One, Count Dooku. Two, Asajj Ventress. Three, General Grievous. One of the above, which made major appearances in Star Wars, the Clone Wars film. A, one, and three, Count Dooku. I'll say you the names over. A, what? Count Dooku and General Grievous. B, Asajj Ventress, General Grievous. C, Asajj Ventress, Count Dooku. D, Count Dooku. E, all three. So I think the question is, who had major appearances in the Clone Wars film. Oh, that's Count Dooku and General Grievous. Is that your final answer? No, no, you know <laughs> what? I'm trying to like pull every game show. No, you know what? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. We haven't Sorry. had a final answer yet, so you're not wrong. I know. Oh, God. It's been so long since I've seen the Clone Wars film. Oh, God. Hey, guys. Did you know it's Hope's number two all-time favorite Star Wars film? It's a Skywalker film. It's canon. And it's just part of the Skywalker film. I have listened I to Hope know. so many times. <laughs> and it's been like 18 months since I saw it. Oh, God. I thought I knew this, but now I'm questioning. Because story-wise, it all makes sense. Uh-huh. But I think oh, I know the answer. Kitten. Quiet, you. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this one wrong. Uh, let's say um I I think you got this. Really? I agree with you, sleeping kitten. Go, Emma. No. Oh, <laughs> like, the questions are randomish. That's what he told me today. <laughs> uh let's just say all of them. Okay. All Asajj Ventress, General Grievous, and Count Dooku. I w- w- Mark, what do you think? I, I, I'm going to agree with that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with Count Dooku and Asajj Ventress because I know there's a confrontation between Ahsoka and General Grievous early on, but I feel yeah. like he didn't come in until that malev- – um, what was the name of that ship? Like the Maleficence or Malevolent? Yeah. I feel like that's when he came in. And that was the first arc after the movie, if I remember correctly. But what do See, I know? it's all getting smushed together in yeah. my mind because yeah. I watched the movie and then I started re- watching the series. Yeah. I mean, I got everything wrong last yeah. week, so what do I yeah. know? Okay, number two. Yeah. <clears throat> Which of the following <laughs> is not the name of one of uh, the younglings that Ahsoka Tano and Master Yoda escort to Ilum? A, Reg. Nice. B. Gunji. C. Bimph. D. Katuni. E. Gandon. Uh. Ganodi. I know that Gunji's there. I know that Bimph is there too. I know those ones for sure. I feel like Ganodi's there too. 
But Mark, you recognized Reg. One more time. <laughs> Which of the following not is not the name of one of the younglings that Ahsoka Tano and Master Yoda escort to Ilum? A. Reg. B. Gunji. C. Bimph. D. Katuni. Or E. Gando- uh, Ganodi. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say strike any sounds that I made off the mm-hmm. record. I do not want to stray you in any way. So mm-hmm. please, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't recognize Reg. So I would say not Reg. Mark? <sighs> I love how yeah, we're just... A, I'm going to ask everybody. Because I definitely recognize Gunji... Katuni. Yeah, Katuni. Yeah, she was yeah. so cute. Yeah. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. And Gunji. And I, just, yeah. I mean that, that would that would be my pick too, but yeah, I just yeah. I Bimp you know I don't the want to steer you the wrong way. Rodian, right? Was Bimp the Rodian yeah. or the other one? See, I knew. See, I know yeah. who they are. I can't well, now I'm trying I can't remember. <laughs> I love Ganodi, those that, that episode. Was I love, too. Who's and Ganodi? I love and I love I love Gunji's um saber because it's made of wood. It's so cool. And he's Gunji. And he's Gunji. So cute. It's like it's one of the best hilts ever. It's like, oh, it's beautiful. Our yeah. dog is out all the yeah. time, too. She gets kind of a little cheese sticking out of her. So even uh, if I did get this wrong, let it be known yeah. that I do know that episode. And it's amazing yeah. and wonderful. Yes. There you go. Okay. <laughs> there Three. you go. Finish the sentence. The rebel base is on the planet of Yavin. A. Two. B. Six. C, 5, D, 4, E, 7. It's, <laughs> it's D, 4. Ding, 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 ding. And when we're, when we're finished recording, I'll tell you how I know that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> or at least how I remember. I, 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 right yeah. now, I'm sure I'm way off, but right now I just hear Christina Aguilera's, I'm going to get dirty. I'm going to get Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking nasty. <laughs> Anyways, that's what's playing in my head right now. <laughs> okay. M, you have Mark? Yeah. No, actually. Oh, I do. Yeah, no, Mark, you're going. I'm not going to end this again. Because okay. okay. I failed okay. miserably last week. Yeah, so Mark, Mark you go next. Uh, okay, yeah. so you're going you to read me, Mark. Oh, yes, I will be. Which? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> Question number one. All right. What species is Jabba the Hutt's major domo, Bib Fortuna? A. Togruta. B. Abednado. C. Twi'lek or Twi'lek, depending on who you ask. D. Zabrak or E. Deveronian. Uh, Twi'lek slash Twi'lek. All right. Question number two. <laughs> the one with the hutlet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, right? Question number two. What ancient Sith Lord does Yoda encounter on the planet Moraband? A. Darth Plagueis. B. Darth Revan. C. Darth Bane. D. Darth Tenebrous. Or E. Darth Kaldath. Oh my god, I knew it was Revan until I heard Bane, and now I'm freaking out that it's Bane, but it's Revan. Arthur. All right. And question number three. 
In what season of Star Wars, the Clone Wars television series, is Darth Maul found by his brother, Savage Opress? Is it A, Star Wars, the Clone Wars season four? B, Star Wars, the Clone Wars season three? C, Star Wars, the Clone Wars season five? D, season two? Or E, season six? Three. All right. Final answer. Okay. That was the, uh, yeah. God, I hope I get that right because that's the Night Sister arc and the stuff. I my favorite arc of all the clones. Uh, that was until the Martez sisters. That was until all the Martez. Right. Sisters. Hit me. What do we got? What? Are, oh, well, hopefully, I don't embarrass myself here. Are you ready, Mark? I got. Ready I think zero right last week. So or the week before. <laughs> okay. Hit me, Emma. <laughs> what is the first name of the resistance spy who teams up with Kazuda Ziono and members of the Colossus when they answer his distress call and help him escape a bounty hunter? Okay, you got the setup? You ready for the names? Let's do it. A. Jarek. B. Tally. C. Lynn. D. Norath. E. Sidon. Okay, and then what was the question again? What is the first name of the resistance spy who teams up with Kazuda Ziono and members of the Colossus when they answer his distress call and help him escape a bounty hunter? Okay. A moment the names again, please. I'm sorry. A. Jarek. B. Tally. C. Lynn. D. Norath. E. Sidon. I'm going to go with Norath. All right. So D is your it's a, There's a shot in the dark, but because it's like, well, I've seen resistance. It's like, I don't know it all by heart yet. Can I say, is that the, uh, the purple lady who is a pirate? I only saw the first season and I didn't. Oh, is that the, is that the character? Could be. Yeah. Because that's a good question though. Very, very good question. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. I'm glad All I right. that one. I love it. Or no, I, I love it. it. You get it's Elon, they're they're good, challenging questions. Yeah. Oh, Let's not this one. <laughs> okay. This one is ridiculously easy. Okay. And if I get oh, it wrong, I'm gonna be so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> what object famously splits in half in the middle of Star Wars episode eight, The Last Jedi? Is it A Ray's Blaster? B, Kylo Ren's mask, C, Leia's ring, D, Luke's staff, or E, the Skywalker lightsaber? Before you answer, no, that's wrong. It was the Phantom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brian. Must be Skywalker really. Not only do I slam Raylos, now I'm talking about breaking the fandom with TLJ. I'm just making all sorts of friends today. Jeez. So Good do you want me call. back next week or what? I know, right? Exactly. No, I will have it be well known that TLJ is my favorite of the sequel trilogy. There cool, you go. Cool. All right. Ready for the next one? Sure. This is, an, I love this question. All right. What dark side figure knights Kanan Jarrus in the Lothal Jedi Temple? Is it A, Darth Vader, B, the Grand Inquisitor, C, the Fifth Brother, D, the Seventh Sister, or E, the Eighth Brother? God, this was such a beautiful episode. It's the Grand Inquisitor. That's your answer? B, the Grand Mm -hmm. Inquisitor? Mm Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why I remember that off the top of my head, and it's like I'm gonna be so embarrassed if I got that wrong. But for some mm-hmm. reason, that's the first thing that popped into my head, so I'm gonna go no, with it. That's who it was, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. I remember it was like, yeah, it's the beautiful that was, thing because that was the same episode that we learned that he was once a Jedi royal. Uh, that's correct. The royal guard. What, what were they called? Well, all, almost all Inquisitors are former Jedi. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he was, true. you know, had yeah. the yellow lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm just sitting here thinking that it's like I probably have mixed it all up in my head, but that's uh-huh. how I remember it. So that's why I'm going with it. So. Yeah, no, good job. Good job. Right. I know. I well, I don't know about that first one. And then Eli just said it yeah, was the, a season two question. I haven't seen. Yeah, it. it's a good question, and, and it's funny mm-hmm. because it's like going back that to me, like that whole season went by so quick. It's like now, like I can't even remember parts of it. So, but oh, again, I know. I was I watching it. Question. I was watching it like three weeks ago, and I don't do not remember what I watched. <laughs> I I need to get in it. I'm going to try it. Yeah. I love the way Hope described it when she was on the round table talking mm-hmm. about it. Like, I'm really into it. I love the animation. It was beautiful. Yeah. I just, I think it was bad timing, mm. which is probably why it didn't do well at all. Anyways. Mm-hmm. And those action yeah. figures were rad. There's some. I my, love the action figures. Yes. Yeah. Oh. They're some of my favorite. Yes. Yeah. Followed by, I know it's blasphemous to not put like the original vintage characters as number one, but those original Clone Wars from the Gendi. Those are yes. the great. Those are the I'm, best. Toys. I'm looking at them right now because yep. they're right behind my computer. I think I've mentioned that before. I yep. love those freaking figures. Yep i <laughs> I only have the first wave, and then yep. somewhere in a move at some point in time, I lost the clone trooper's gun. <sighs> I have everything else. Oh no! And then my children lost Mace Windu's lightsaber. So I don't think I have that anymore either. I was trying to be a good dad, and I'm like, I can't hoard toys from children. There's just something wrong with that picture. So I'm like, I'll let you play with them, and then they lost them. Ah, all right. Poor Trilla. Trilla's from... Fallen Order. Fallen Order, right? Okay, that's what you were talking about last week, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was a former Jedi, and she was tortured until she became a... She's she gorgeous. became a I know, right? She's amazing, and I love her, and I want to marry her. So, is there Trilla? Is that the one with the short Asajj Ventress hairdo? And then her Padawan was somewhere too, right? Because there's okay. Right? So no, so in the Fallen Order game, you meet someone who was a former Jedi. Her name is Sarah and okay. she is a former Jedi. And she's very clear about that because she's cut herself off from the force. Okay. And what happened was she and her Padawan were hiding and okay. they were set upon by like when order 66 happened, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. just like trying yeah. to survive, whatever. And um, so they were, bo- so both Sarah and Trilla were, taken at the same time and they okay. were both tortured together oh. by Darth Vader. <sighs> and that, that's a great it's sad but Trill is the one with longer hair. That's right, yeah. yeah. She's okay. longer yeah. hair, yeah. And yeah. and what and was the other person's name? Sarah. 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 That's the Asai yeah. Ventress hairdo. Yeah, she has like shorter hair, yeah. Shorter much, hair. Much, like yeah. very sh- closely shorn, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so as you play the game, Sarah's your ally and you have a lot of interactions with her. And then you encounter, but throughout the game, you encounter Trilla. And so you're slowly uncovered that Trilla and Sarah have this past where Sarah basically was able to escape and she only saved herself. And she feels guilty and she feels responsible for what happened to Trilla. 
Oh, I didn't yeah. know that element. Of and that's why oh, she's good. that's why she's not no longer a Jedi because she failed her Padawan and her Padawan ended up becoming an Inquisitor. It's so good. Oh. Kind of like another Jedi that we so know. So good. And then I love yeah. it that Deborah Wilson um voice Seer. Because like I know I, I've loved her for a long time. And then when I realized I, I didn't know at first, and then I heard her talking and I'm like I know that voice, you know. Oh, and, they and animated her hit. exactly like yeah, her. Exactly. Like she, her facial yeah, and that's what I was like. It same. looks like Deborah Wilson. I looked up, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, mm. yeah, yeah. I need to watch that again. Yeah, it's especially after speaking game. with you, Em, because I know how much like you always have this like very emotional retelling of that story. So like it's made me like really drawn in, especially if it's very similar to Luke's story that was not that yeah. aspect of Luke's story was not executed super well. Mm. Uh, it's kind of there, but you have to dig for it, I yeah. think. Um, yeah. But the other, the other beautiful gift that Fallen Order will give you is I found visiting Kashyyyk um, and finding all of the data log entries about Wiki culture and like learning uh. about the culture of the Wikis was so moving to me. Like one of my poems actually is like about is is told from the perspective of Chewbacca, and I could never have written it if I hadn't Aww. done that. Yeah, and like mm. you climb, well, you climb to the top of the origin tree, which is okay. also a very, like that's a sacred place. Yep, it's a very spiritual experience to be up there and to encounter the creature that is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very moving. I really need. I, I need to watch it again, again. now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to play my, it. My fourth time, I think. <laughs> Did you play it all the way through too? Because it's really hard, Me? right? Me? Now, I know I you have. Game? Yes. Mark, did you play it all the way through four yes, times? Yes, yeah. Oh. I, I, I lo- it's one of the few games I've gone back to over and over again because I was like, I want more, and it just—I don't know what it was. I do know what it is, but it just—I loved being in that story. I loved just going back into it and learning again. I don't know why it was just, it felt like a lesson that needed to keep getting repeated. And I loved what I took from it every time. So yeah, it's, it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful game. Well, a certain someone whose birthday has come up a few times on this very podcast. Wants a, Oh, hi, Suri. (laughs) She just, she wants in on the podcast. (laughs) No kind of, I love you, Donald Trump. You're the greatest president we've ever had. (laughs) Just want you to know you're great. <laughs> great. Uh, um, is getting possibly wants a video game player, and maybe that game will have to come with it. But there I'm afraid go. that it's really too hard. I don't know how to play video games. You can you can play it on a, a was a story mode, and it's a lot easier. So yes, yeah, yes. yeah. But even if you do play yeah. it on story mode, don't rely too much on parrying because the parry timing on that game is broken. <laughs> I, well, you see, you're already speaking uh, Kashik. What do they? What do they speak? Uh, they, speak they speak. Tree uh, There we go. Yeah, yeah. Tree Sorry, yeah. Emmett. I didn't mean to cut you off. That was rude. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was so, probably going to mispronounce it anyway. But what's no? But what's the other? What's the other language that Wiki speak again? They have two. They have Shriwook uh, that they use for like regular interactions, and then they have the one that they use for like technical language. Mm. Am I being too geeky right now? No, I want to hear. There's about no this. such thing. I love all of it. I'm here for it. <laughs> That's, I'm what gonna did you find say? Paraphrasing. 
no parry timing. Like if an enemy is coming at you with their weapon and they're about to strike you, you can raise your weapon and parry their blow. Mm -hmm. And Uh... in games like Assassin's Creed and stuff like that, like it's, it's, much easier to tell visually like when you should be pressing the button but i found that with fallen order getting the timing right was almost impossible and like apparently once once you get it you get it but i was never i've played the game all the way through twice and i've never been able to never been able to tell what it was supposed to be and if you google it apparently it's like notorious like there's like a million <laughs> threads on reddit about like how do you fucking parry in this game because yeah, sleeping kitten is coming with it tonight yeah no i've watched the i've watched it once and it was good it was very good but i feel like from especially in speaking the the two of you there is an ex- oh, oh, what did I just do? There's an experience of playing the game <laughs> as opposed to just watching it. I love this. I, I love the idea. I think you said it last weekend or maybe the week before of like being involved in the story, like you're part of the story, and that's like a really cool experience. And I have yes. I mean, I don't play video games. Like, you know, I think the most modern game I've played is Mario Kart. So that is not exactly like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I've missed out on a lot of stuff. The language is called Thickeran, by the way. Thickeran. Yeah. All right. But so about about video games being an emotional experience, like I think the strongest I ever felt was, um, okay, spoilers right now, spoilers for the game Heavy Rain. Oh, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Let's do it. Yeah, do it. Spoiler (laughs) alert (laughs) for Heavy Rain. I am a child. So when you play the game Heavy Rain, it's a it's a mystery like that involves a serial killer. And you're you're playing three different characters. One character that's like sort of investigating the murders as a police officer. Uh, one that's sort of like an amateur, like a, I, th- I think you're a journalist. Okay. And the third character is like a PI, like a private investigator. And you're investigating these serial murders and disappearances. And um near the end of the game, like I think in the last third of the game, you discover that one of the people you've been playing is actually the killer nice. and has oh, been awesome. using and has been using their position to destroy evidence. <sighs> and, um, but you also, as this person earlier in the game, you have a romantic encounter with somebody and in the morning you make them eggs. And so, and, and you actually, the way that you play the game, you're, it's like motion, captured so like you actually like have to like move your hand to like to show that you're like cracking the egg and like you have to like physically do it so all when i found out that this person that i was playing was the killer and all i could think about was like i i made an egg like as a serial killer (sighs) you know like doing that really mundane thing that's normal everyday person thing and yep. I felt really dirty. <laughs> I'm sure. And you know what a great <laughs> way to bring it back to this path. episode of The Mandalorian. <laughs> there we go. Now that I'm good job, it good track. job. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Good job. No, that's that's pretty cool, actually. That's really rad. That's really, really rad. I need to try playing some games. Damn. I got my G.I. Joe game weeks ago and it's still sitting there in the in the uh, plastic crap. Shame on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there was a a a an argument over the television remote earlier this week and 
remember when I was like, I have experienced baby Yoda force tantrums of a child who can throw things at, yep, the remote control shattered. So now there's no TV upstairs. You can buy uh, universal remotes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's more fun to say, sorry, you can't watch TV. You had a yep. fit. And yep. Yeah, this exactly. is a do we, yeah. we literally Natural. bought them a TV three weeks ago. So Natural. it's only been up there. <laughs> yeah. yep. Natural consequence parenting. That's how it works. <laughs> sorry about it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Anyways, before we start giving Pelly uh, parenting tips here, which I'm hoping she comes back in chapter 11 with a parenting book for our friend Din. And I just want her to join the crew. Like, just join the crew. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, She'll set Gina Carano, correct? Uh, Because, yeah. She'll probably, she had, she just said today she has a good judge of character. She's going to meet Gina and meet Kara and say, yeah, Mando, you're done. Mando, yeah, you're done. Exactly. I have a really good friend. His name is General Pride. And let's introduce them. I think they'll hit it off really well. Mm-hmm, that's what she's going to do. There you go. Thank you, Pelimato. We have now figured out the major arc of season two of Mandalorian right here on Pink Milk After Dark. With that said, Emma, where can they find you in the Twitter lands? <laughs> you can find me at Foxfleur, F-O-X-F-L-E-U-R. Ship who you want. All ships are valid. Yes, they are. Even even Raylos, even though I'm... What do they call it? Ray Fin Finrays? Finrays? <laughs> I'm getting the I'm getting the lips closed. <laughs> Mark, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at I am El Diablito. Come and say hi. <laughs> awesome. You can find me at B underscore sips pink milk. You can find all of us on serving pink milk. Uh, thank you to everyone who came and chatted with us today and watched the live stream. We appreciate you to all you listeners out there going to listen to the podcast version. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit Apple Podcasts at like and uh, subscribe to this video and then go to Apple Podcasts. That was a bad one. Uh, and please give us a five star review and give us a written review. It really helps get uh, some queer talk and some Star Wars ears. So we can all get people to come for the Star Wars and stay for the gay. Until next week, we appreciate you all very much. And on the count of three, one, two, three, drink up.